You're listening to Curated Consciously, your all-in-one platform for navigating and nurturing your conscious living journey. Why? Because diving into environmental justice comes with heartache and a lot of damn work. We gotta do it, but as a community, we can make the load a little lighter. Every week, we're bringing you stories, insight, and wisdom from a diverse community of leaders, activists, and influencers, helping you live a more holistic lifestyle that connects your health, wellness, and love for Mama Earth. This podcast is sponsored by Cause Artists, the world's number one platform for social impact and innovation stories around the world. If you're looking to get inspired, hit us up at causeartists.com. And of course, I'm your host, Jasmine Ray, curator-in-chief at Curated Consciously and social entrepreneur. You can connect with me and our community on Instagram at Curated Consciously. Now roll your shoulders back, get comfy, put the coffee on. It is time to deep dive into some thought-evoking conversation, Curated Consciously. Titi, also known as Minimal Girl, how do you define living a minimalist lifestyle? So I think the term minimalism just came out quite recently in the past few decades. But um, to me personally, I feel like minimalism is rooted in living intentionally or being conscious of our choices. And uh, a lot of times uh, we are influenced by, you know, by just by the way that we are raised. So uh, I was raised in a very middle class household in Mumbai. So I grew up watching people around me being very resourceful, being mindful of what they buy and uh, consume very consciously. And I think those things influenced me, but I never had a term for it until very recently. So I uh, was officially a minimalist just a few years ago, but I think we, uh, a lot of us have lived minimalistically uh, for several years before that. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I think there's always a trend around kind of our upbringing, how that translates to our lifestyle as we age. And it's so evident, especially with, um, you know, individuals who practice minimalism or conscious living, it just seems to be so embedded in uh, who they are as a person, just like fully, they fully embody their core values. So I'm curious, you know, in, in how that, how that, how that feels and looks for you now as an adult, you know, what are some of the things that, you know, really helped you to find like, oh, I, I am living a minimalist lifestyle because of X, Y, Z. Can you give us a few examples? Yeah, so I think earlier when I realized that the term minimalism would apply to me, I was looking at things from a very materialistic point of view uh, uh, as opposed to right now. So earlier I would try to buy things less often. I would try to buy the best things. I would take care of them. So it really was about things. Um, But now it definitely is more about my emotional space. Um, What do I allow to bother me? Uh, Who do I allow in my life? Um, What things are okay to be around me? Like, for instance, I live with a family. Is it okay for them to not be a minimalist and me, you know, not have too many things? Uh, Or do I allow those things to bother me? So I think I've moved on from being somebody who uh, thinks or focuses on stuff and minimalism about stuff to minimalism about the mind and uh, emotions. 
and um, that has definitely been something that um, was a big I, I wouldn't say a transition but it was a big realization that at the end of the day it your uh, philosophy in life should really keep you happy and uh, allow you to accept and love people around you you know so if if tomorrow my minimalism gets in the way of me being with my family it wouldn't serve me right <laughs> so i probably mm-hmm. wouldn't stay a minimalist for too long if it really bothered me and my relationships but because it goes along with my family and it doesn't hurt or impact my relationships um it allows me to grow personally as well and get the best out of life which is why i continue being it and uh, so that transition i think has been quite beautiful the realization that minimalism is less about things and more about your inner work mm yeah thank you for sharing that i think uh that's super powerful i think one definitely when it comes to minimalism and conscious living or any of these you know buzzwords that everyone's using right now you know i i think a lot of us initially just think about uh how we consume and the products that we are connected to and thinking like okay how can i be better in my buying choices thinking that that's kind of where that source of happiness is happiness is but in reality you know that being conscious also has a lot to do with the relationships that you foster whether it's family friends colleagues etc and you know being intentional about um about how you approach those relationships being aware of how they make you feel or where you can where you can um you know put yourself first and nurture yourself as well as the other things that you value so whether that is the environment or you know even just community in general right. um so i think that's right. that's really beautiful but the second thing you also mentioned there not but and the second thing you mentioned there which i think is something that a lot of people struggle with is when you are so dedicated and passionate about living a specific way because it totally embodies your your core values but then you're challenged by you know people in your intimate community who might not respect uh your lifestyle or maybe not go as far as respect but just not understand and and uh, are not taking the opportunity to kind of step into understanding where you're at and how they can might be able to play a role or maybe how it might influence them um i think maybe just a quick example of that is like you know uh, someone who really values zero waste and like you know getting married you know suddenly having to share your space with somebody who might not totally understand how that all works and it can be a little frustrating at times right because uh, you have to help kind of them navigate this and you have to merge your lifestyles together um so it's really great that you're actually talking about the community aspect cuz i think that's definitely um a a topic that you know when when entering kind of the minimalist conscious living space people forget or they they ignore and go right to kind of consumption habits yeah i think consumption habits or mindful consumption it's a good jump off point it's it's a very good starting point um it it gets you into thinking about your needs and your wants and knowing the difference and understanding yourself i think um, uh, a lot of times we use the word need like i need a holiday but really what we need is rest so um sometimes even the conscious use of words makes us realize and uh, what minimalism means to us and 
when you mentioned about you know you getting married and everything uh, the same thing happened to me i was living by myself in my home and i was a minimalist and then when i moved back with my family and my family is not a minimalist um it, it has been a challenge because i see clutter clutter around me and um it it definitely is a challenge but it's a personal challenge this is not um a group challenge <laughs> so what works for me may not necessarily work for someone else um i believe that minimalism is a personal choice and it's a personal philosophy much like someone would choose to um uh choose to read certain books and not others uh, would prefer to be a vegan or not for a whole bunch of reasons right there might be cultural aspects or um uh, religious uh, connotations to it so many different reasons that have influenced them to pick some things so uh, there really is no judgment there uh, not to say that it's not a challenge it is but i take it as um i take it in my stride i try to take it in my stride and allow it to push my acceptance of things as opposed to trying and uh, push someone else into it because then they definitely will not uh, do it um if if they really wanted to change that change has to come from within and it has uh not it, it hasn't even taken too long for instance i started making bioenzyme i started composting i started repurposing a lot of things that came into our homes because uh, indian homes any home for that matter consumes a lot of plastic a lot of our cleaning products are plastic a lot of our foods are plastic so i started doing some shopping for our house i started repurposing the plastic containers that would come in um i started making my own things you know cleaning products or even uh, a body skin care products started buying more local and when uh, my family realized that there is some value to it they were not just encouraging me but they wholeheartedly um you know joined in in some of these practices Uh, but at the end of the day uh, jasmine i honestly believe this is just for me and if someone is influenced by watching me um that's great but if not it's a lesson for me to be more humble and more accepting because even it even took me several years to get here right it took right. me 30 years to get here so why should i expect someone else to get it just because i i saw the value in it um but i understand why someone would feel it because i'm very passionate passionate about these topics also which is why i started my page because i wanted to be in a like minded community and i didn't have that in real life so i had to build it virtually mm, so yeah um so sometimes there is like that a tough choice um but but i think it's doable it's doable i think slowly and steadily uh, family and friends and uh, it's tougher with colleagues because there is there is that uh, work relationship and right. uh, you can't cross certain lines but i think it's easier with friends and family and uh, a lot of times uh, now they definitely have started uh, getting more interested they ask me how to make certain things so that move comes in slowly and 
I think that is more sustainable. You know, they'll do it for a longer time if they move slowly as opposed to doing like getting into compost, it goes wrong and then they never, you know, ever give it another chance. So it's okay. I, yeah. I'm learning to accept <laughs> that it's a slow change and I'm learning to accept my discomfort <laughs> that comes with accepting it. Yeah, and, and that's that's pretty big of you to also be so aware of that. Because I think another challenge in, in regards to just the conscious living community in general is that, you know, a lot of people approach it in this way where they're kind of shoving these like these new ways that people that people need to do things. And, like, that's the right word. <laughs> yeah, they're just shoving it down your throat. And and honestly, I think, I mean, I've, I've been guilty of it. I've totally been guilty of it. Like, I remember during, like, a couple of months ago, I still remember there was, like, a, these two young guys, like, at a veggie, like, just getting at the vegetable stand. And they had brought a huge reusable bag, but they were still taking from the shop wallet, like, all of their subsy in different plastic bags. And I was just like, boys, like, come on. Like, you, you already took the first step. Like, why are you just failing so miserably and you know I, it, it just made me realize it's like okay I cannot be this jerk who's just like constantly getting upset because everyone's journey is at a different pace and and that's why yes. I've I've actually that's why I fell in love with your Instagram and that's how I found you I just came across you randomly on Instagram I think through the zero waste India hashtag which is great for connecting with amazing people and what I love about this and also just in talking to you now is it sounds like, you know, you're very much like, this is who I am. This is what I do. And like, if you find value in it, like, please join in. And um, I think that's what's so powerful about your Instagram page and the education that you that you share, because it's it's not like you're not shoving <laughs> any information down someone's throat, but you're also not treading lightly. You know, you're very much like a like, for example, I'm going to just read the, the post that's right in front of me on my screen. Do you not deserve some of that kindness too? Like that makes me be like, oh, okay, tell me more. Where, where are you going with that? Because it's not like, hey, like you need to, you need to slow down and take care of your mental health. It's like, hey, like, have you ever considered maybe you need to just like take rest? And that's like a revolutionary act in itself. And um, I think. <laughs> I think that approach is yeah. so much more mindful um, and, and actually helps nurture people in their journey. And, you know, I, I would love to, to know more about kind of your journey in, in coming to social media because you have this like scientific background and now you're working more in, you know, digital marketing and helping brands kind of scale with their, their social media um, presence. And I'd love to know kind of how right. this all came together um, to form the Minimal Girl blog. Yeah, so uh, I'm glad you mentioned that post because I started posting, um, you know, rest, relax, rejuvenate kind of posts every Friday and I take the entire weekend off <laughs> from Friday all the way to Monday. My That's next, amazing. you know, like written post is on Monday. And um, the reason I did it is because I had to set an example for the clients I work for. Um, these are, you know, like these are women warriors. They really are like one woman armies. They're running businesses. They're, uh, you know, spearheading their lives, their initiatives, you know, NGOs and things. And they really are 
you know, doing this full throttle, like they're not taking a break. And at the same time, they put a lot of pressure or maybe a lot of pressure is put on them unknowingly because they don't want to consume anything that's convenient. So for instance, I recently had a conversation with a friend and she's a ecopreneur herself. And she said, um, I'm PMSing and I really want a bar of chocolate and I know I shouldn't have it. And my heart just went out to her, you know, this Aww. is a woman who's put everything, uh, you know, in her life toward her work and her family. And she wouldn't allow herself that one kindness uh, when she is clearly struggling. And I think um, that post was inspired by that conversation with a friend where I said, eat that bar of chocolate, <laughs> you know because she's it. so kind and she's so nice and I just had to put it out there so I do kind of remind people through my Instagram to be kind to themselves to take that break and um, ask for help whenever they need to because I think that is very challenging for entrepreneurs and um, it's very important also to be very easy on yourself because we put so many rules like uh, sometimes it is also an egocentric uh, choice because you've labeled yourself as a zero waste person. Now you no longer can allow yourself to fail because your identity is now solely, um, you know, uh, tied up with zero waste. So if you buy something that is pl in plastic or inherently wasteful, you have kind of failed. It becomes a personal failure and I just want to remind everyone that it is not we're all human our journeys are different and we want to see everybody you know um, stay happy and be healthy and keep moving in this journey for a very long time um, this sort of pressure will only you know, create a lot of burnout and uh, will not um, encourage someone new to uh, try and be this uh, the part of this journey because there is there are so many rigid rules and uh, it's so tough. I think someone from the outside looking in might just consider it too tough and unrealistic. Um, so I think it's very easy just for our mental health to take it easy on ourselves and just allow ourselves to decompress, take days off, eat that bar of chocolate. <laughs> and um, yeah, and uh, as far as like shoving, you know, the idea of zero waste down people's throat, I get you because we are so passionate about it. How could we not talk about it? And sometimes I find myself bite my tongue um a lot of my friends didn't know that I was a minimalist they knew I lived a very frugal life or I lived a very mindful life they didn't know I was a minimalist they didn't know I was sustainable they didn't know I was zero waste so when they came across this this account like you did they they immediately called me they said Are, but you never told us any of this <laughs> <laughs> so you're really quite private about it that's interesting <laughs> um, I am very private and I think uh, uh, it, it surprises me also it, but I'm realizing it that the more I am on social media the more private I get and the things that you see on my social media are very uh, 
I'm, I'm, uh, I think I'm very careful what I show you. I think it's maybe like 1% of my life. Mm. Well, I, guess, <laughs> I really I, do say like your uh, social medias are a highlight reel. Mm-hmm. And it might not be like the prettiest highlight of my life, but it's the parts of my life I think I'm willing to show. I'm willing to show my zero waste fails. I'm willing to show my cat, um, <laughs> my DIYs, you know, like behind the scenes, like all of that is okay. I'm willing to show a little bit of myself and my thoughts. Um, but I draw the line at showing my family or my loved ones, my significant right. other. Um, yeah, that's just because they have not chosen to be online. <laughs> yeah, and and thank you for actually noting that because I think that's something we often forget about people. Like, uh, again, you, there's just a lot of intention around everything that you're doing, which I think just, again, embodies kind of your your approach to minimalist living. And uh, yeah, it's it's super important that we we one we need to also remember because social media is also this like trap for mental health, um, like worsening your mental health a hundred percent because it's this highlight reel. It is so important that we're also so authentic on it, and especially in living this lifestyle that people think is unattainable. Um, you know, we have to be authentic and, and let people know, like, hey, not everybody is perfect, but you know, the point is is to give it a try where you, where it sits well with you and not to just, you know, because jumping into something all at once, regardless of what it is, is, you know, it, it's just not, it's not sustainable long-term. You need to be doing, you know, things every single day that kind of nurture that journey to doing something like holistically, on a, a, um, like long-term. But this is also something that's interesting when it comes to um, this idea of, the, the zero waste moving becoming kind of zero waste movement becoming a, this consumeristic trap, this consumerism trap where like people are thinking, okay, well, I need to like yes. buy things. And, you know, we see these movements like the Marie Kondo movement where everyone's like just throwing out all their shit because they're like, oh, well, it doesn't bring me joy. But in reality, right. you know, it's, it's not about chucking what you own, what you own currently because it's like not sustainable or doesn't meet your standards at the moment. It's, it's about being resourceful and, and finding ways to use things long-term. And I'm finding that, uh, you know, as I try to dive deeper into, um, you know, the fact that zero waste living minimalism is more about being resourceful. I find that people are really challenged by that. Um, but in India, it's really interesting because I find resourcefulness has just been so embedded in the culture um, where for, and, and I think that also, you know, a lot of that has to also do with like a uh, privilege as well, like a lack of privilege be, having to be more resourceful where in the West, you know, uh, after the industrial revolution, you know, just, it was just so easy to buy cheaply made things for cheap prices. So it was easy to consume faster and dispose of more. Um, and I, you know, I'm, I'm just curious in terms of your thoughts around how, um, you know, conscious brands are approaching uh, this this issue around conscious living where it's like we want to provide people with the right resources and tools to live more sustainably, but we also don't want them to just completely chuck out everything that they own in order to start a fresh conscious living lifestyle. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, this is uh, this is a very big problem, I think, and especially in a society that is coming into its own. Indians in particular are uh, learning that they have more and more disposable income and we want to 
be conscious about how we're spending, but also be seen as being conscious about how we're spending our money because we're also a very um, the community, a very close knit community within our families and extended community. And uh, so we're very um, in tune with how people view us. And those visuals are very important uh, as well. So when somebody influential tells you that you need this steel straw or you need to buy this product, um, you know, the steel dabba or whatever the new trend is, um, we want to go out and buy it because first we are supporting some something that is going to be better for the planet. We're going to support a business that is better for the planet. We are most likely also aligning ourselves to the kind of life that was closer to how our parents lived. So a lot of reasons to do go out and buy it. But what um, actually happens is people don't realize that they'll never ever need that steel straw because first of all, they don't like milkshakes. <laughs> <laughs> that's just an example like you know like um i know so many people that like that's so the funny. first product they would buy they would buy a steel straw or a bunch of steel straws they would buy that steel uh, canteen and then they realize it has a tinny you know it gives a tinny flavor to the water and so it never gets used again so so many things i think we buy because our intentions are very good um, but we don't mm-hmm. buy because we've given it a lot of thought. You know, we buy because yeah. we think we need it, but really we just wanted it. And it comes back to that, you know, realizing do I really need it and will I really use it? Or am I buying it because I want to support that brand? Or uh, because there are other ways to do that. You can support a brand and not buy something that is wasteful uh, to your life. And um, you can align yourself to a philosophy without having to break the bank. But it's a very slow and steady. For instance, I don't buy too many things. I also don't recommend brands on my Instagram. I recommend brands once a year, maybe. (laughs) But uh, that's also like during holiday season. You know, like these are the brands I use and love. I can recommend them, but please don't buy it if you don't need it. Mm. But they're there because they're trustworthy. But other than that, I hardly ever recommend brands. Not because I don't believe in them. There's beautiful brands out there who do a lot of closed um, loop work. They do a lot of circular economy. They do. Um, they work with locals and they work with um, underprivileged women. They um, improve skill development in a niche community. So there's a lot of beautiful uh, brands out there that I would love to recommend all the time. But um, I, I believe that people are intelligent and I would like them to make that decision themselves, to do that research themselves. Because for me, it might be important that I buy local. But for someone else, it might be more important to buy plastic free. So I really cannot honestly, in good conscience, I cannot, uh, you know, keep recommending things just based on my uh, likes and dislikes. It doesn't work. And uh, at some point of time, um, the consumers, uh, uh, the Indian consumers on social media will realize it. Um, that influencers are at the end of the day trying to make a living 
and uh, when they do get uh, paid sponsorships that this is part of their job they're not doing it out of any malice you know they're not doing it because uh, they want to to waste their money they're doing it because they would like to make a sustainable earning for themselves too so it's a little bit of that you know trying to think for the content creator and it's also a lot of thinking for yourself like does it really work for my life and me personally mm that is so powerful that last line you said i couldn't agree more i think we often again but this is this is a consumeristic trap like we just get sucked into this yes. idea of being like oh i really want that i need it i need it and you know you've convinced <laughs> yourself you need it but in reality it's such a quick fix yeah absolutely. i get this draw and i was your waster myself <laughs> yeah yeah and 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 i i think you're right like there is a lot of good intention behind these purchases uh, especially more of like the millennial community is making um however definitely you know there still needs to be a really a, a good check in with like your critical thought and be like hey like do i really need this or like you know is there a, an alternative way for me to approach this or like do i actually like milkshakes i think that's hilarious um you know that <laughs> it's it is it's really it is really important and um you know and i i think this i think that the millennial community maybe i don't know maybe us and gen x or those young guys i i never remember what generation they are but you know one of the things that i have noticed is that i think because we're just consuming so much media now and it's it's just so overwhelming that somehow there's there's half of us that i think have like cracked and realized like oh like i am being sold to constantly like i need to shut my brain off for most of this um but then there's another half that's still really really absorbed in it and doesn't know really how to how to step away um from the ongoing like you need to get this and this and throwing ads at you um but you know and i think that kind of leads back to kind of the whole idea of stepping into a more minimalistic lifestyle and 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 really honing in on on your individuality and and critically thinking about where you're at and what you need um because when when that consciousness happens literally internal consciousness happens then we can start to make better decisions for ourselves and 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 buy things that we do only need and yeah we can still spoil ourselves yeah. once in a while like i have definitely made myself feel very guilty before buying something that i knew i didn't need mm-hmm. and then it becomes a strain on my own mental health where i'm like okay jasmine like you don't need to take yourself so seriously right now like not everyone is perfect it's okay um but definitely those those things definitely haunt me and it, it sounds like uh you know that's something that made it you might have experienced as well in the past with just like even your choice of career and moving out into more of like a marketing role and and just thinking like okay what do i need to do right now to feel good about myself even if it's something that maybe someone else might not think is the right decision for me um you know where do where do i make a decision that's best for myself regardless of you know interference um so you know that's it's still a journey i think no matter where you are in your your conscious living journey so <laughs> yeah. and and not just uh, living consciously i think life in general will throw a lot of curveballs and everything that you choose will have its challenges like uh, life is hard right like whether or not you choose to make it hard 
uh, it's going to be at some point or the other a tough choice between do I buy this thing that um, you know I may not need versus I buy it and then I regret it. Both things might make you feel bad, but you have to choose between the two. And um, it takes a while. Um, if I've realized, and it's only because I studied marketing and I am a marketing person myself, so I can say. So I can say this with some conviction is that um, we sit in boardrooms and make these decisions based on decades of data. We know what will make you buy. We know it. We know the psyche of the average consumer. We know the psyche of a niche consumer. We have run, uh, you know, test polls. We've done all those. <laughs> All those things that will give us the data that will help us sell you these things easier. And if you think that, um, you know, I just, I can't stop myself from buying so-and-so, I'm um, getting sucked into this consumerist trap, remind yourself that there are people out there who sit in boardrooms and make these decisions for you. And would you like to be, this is not manipulation, this is part of us being uh, in smack in the middle of a capitalist society. And uh, if you realize that, and um, I, I think that awareness that I am living in a capitalist society, I am being sold these things because I'm part of this society and this is my role as a consumer, then you can step back from it if you choose to. You can step off the consumerist wheel. Um, and you can choose to stay on it and consume more mindfully also. But at the end of the day, I, I truly believe that the average consumer is very smart. They know what is good for them and they know when they are being sold. If they're, uh, you know, conscious of themselves and they know themselves well, they know when they're being sold something and when a brand is being sincere, when they're being insincere and just pushing products your way. I think most of us are aware of it, um, whether or not we choose to uh, take any action on it is different because uh, everyone's situations are different. Not everyone has that agency, right? Like if I um, was extremely poor, I, I wouldn't be able to make a choice between a more sustainable product and a cheap product. I'll have to go with something that is uh, easier on my wallet. So at the end of the day, it does come down to what works for you personally. But think about this. There are people in the boardroom making decisions for you. I, I don't mean a, a particularly a specific person, but people in general, uh, demographics in general, have certain buying habits, buying purchases. For instance, the biggest buying season in India is Diwali post uh, Ganesh Chaturthi, post Navratri, this is our biggest buying season. So you will see a host of, uh, you know, Diwali ads, ads for gold, for jewelry, for clothing. And then of course, there is the New Year's Independence Day sales, which are more white goods, linens, um, electronic gadgets and things like that. So if you realize these patterns, um, it's possible to make a, um, educated decision.
but you have to be still very mindful <laughs> no matter yeah absolutely i think everything is so cyclical like you know we these patterns are constantly evolving around us but we have to really step in and in tune with ourselves and be like hey okay i get it that's that's what's happening in regards to consumption habits and you know looking at these patterns and thinking about you know okay so i have these two options i can buy this like really cheap option that's uh you know easy on my wallet or i can buy this option that's more sustainable long term for you know the health of our planet and our our communities maybe it's locally sourced etc but i guess you know there's still such a huge divide that we don't even realize when you know we're looking at you know the a poverty percentage like just within india being like as high as uh 30% in in some stated reports mm-hmm. so it's hard to even imagine like okay so they you know even with all of these options available like these are still not accessible like how do we make it easier for people to even obtain the things that they need that are in it that are actually going to because it's not just sustainability of the planet it's also sustainability of the product right because a lot of these products yeah. that we can buy that are so cheap are usually the ones that will fall apart within the first month so how do we make mm-hmm. sure that you know we we're putting quality before quantity across the supply chain regardless of the price but i don't think that's a topic that we're going to be able to tackle today <laughs> because it'll take us forever to get dive into that but uh just getting just get diving deeper into it but um yeah honestly this has been such a powerful conversation thank you so much for joining and i i we i want to respect your time because we've already been talking for about 45 minutes But you know, oh, I didn't realize. Yeah, I know. We're, this has been so great, and I feel like I'm going to have to bring you back to kind of do a part two because there's so much more to your personal story and how that connects to your journey that I would love for our audience to hear. But you know, before we kind of sign off, I'd love for you to just share with your, our audience, like you know, where can they find you online? How can what's the best way to connect with you? And if there's any kind of last golden nuggets you want to share with them before we we jump off. Yeah, you can reach me on Instagram at uh, Minimal Girl Blog. And um, last nugget, <laughs> um, you know, I I think just realize that when you choose to be a minimalist, it's because you have the privilege of choice. If I were extremely poor, I would just be called poor and not a minimalist. So just knowing that, I think it. um sheds light on every uh, decision that we make uh, you know we come from a place of gratitude it'll come from a place of gratitude and uh, just uh, being very thankful for everything that you have and choose to have in your life and be thankful that you can make the choice and not uh, say no to a few things in your life as well so yeah i think if you have that attitude of gratitude it really really helps being a minimalist <laughs> inhale the goodness exhale the bullshit thank you for listening and thank you for doing the work be sure to jump over to curatedconsciously.co for more stories tips and inspiration for nurturing your conscious living journey and be sure to follow along on instagram at curatedconsciously huge shout out to my incredible husband profound sound for the original dope tracks Hope you all enjoyed, are feeling a little lighter and are going into a beautiful and blessed day.